If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, welcome to the HP Podcast. This is Ben, and here with me, we got, we got a crowded room tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We got Brandon. Hey. We got Dave. Hey. And we got Phil. Hey, what's happening? Phil. Phil. Yes. Sometimes I don't really know if you're really here or if it's just my imagination. I'm here. Because sometimes I like feel you in the room with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good... we have a really interesting setup. I mean, we're not on camera, so those at home can't see us, but, uh, I'm like in the middle facing the, the camera and the screen and then way off to my left, kind of out of eyes, eyesight is, is Brandon and he can't really see Dave and Dave can't see him. You can kind of see Dave yeah. on, on the screen. <laughs> and then we got Phil just kind of lurking over my shoulder mm-hmm. with a blue light on his face. Yeah, that's weird. And it just looks kind of crazy in the Menacing. camera. Yep. And then we got Dave looking all hot and wind blown over here. Hmm. Uh, so clearly Canadian. Clearly, Ben, you are in the triangle. Thirsty. triangle of meat right now. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally in the tri- the pyramid of meat. Um, so oh man, there's hmm. that's. Hey, how come how come pyramids aren't three sided? They're four sided. One. Don't don't you feel like a pyramid like should the be... bottom? Are you talking about the yeah, like the bottom? Shouldn't it just be three sides? It's a triangle because it it comes out to a square though at the bottom, right? But why? Why then should... it would just be a stargate? Yeah, why can't it just be a stargate? Hmm. It's a pyramid. That's the question I ask myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> why can't this doorway just be a stargate? Amen. <laughs> Guys, if you didn't know, and you should know by now, the show is supported by patrons out there like you. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom, sign up at the $1 level or above and get the show ad free early access. You get it the day before those plebs out there who is actually the majority of our audience <laughs> get it and listen to it. Uh, we appreciate all of you patrons and, uh, and, and hope that you multiply at some point, but if you don't, it's fine too. So this week is a little bit interesting. Uh, there is not a lot of news. And it's kind of weird for September to not have a lot of news, but it's a weird year. It's a weird, like, decade almost, I guess you could say. Uh, but that's the situation we're in. So we have a few pieces of news we're going to talk about, and then we're going to talk about some spooky stuff. How's that sound? Ooh. So anybody can jump in with something they want to talk about at any point if you want to, because there's not like a prescription. I mean, that's always kind of the case, but there's not like a prescribed outline. We don't have a lot of news. Uh, the biggest thing we have that I want to talk about is, well, not, maybe not the biggest thing, but a thing that I want to talk about is that Netflix, remember how we talked a while back about them wanting to get into video games? Mm-hmm. Yep. We talked about how like that was a bad idea. We didn't really know how that was going to work. All that kind of stuff. Well, they have purchased Night School. Not the it's movie. so weird. Not the movie. Night School, for those who don't know, 
made After Party, which is one of Phil's like one of your favorite games. One of my favorite games, Oxenfree too. Yeah, Oxenfree as well. Yes, Mm -hmm. how could I forget? Yeah, After Party. I think was my game of show at one of the PAXs that we went to. I believe that is correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was the last one we went to. It might have been. No, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, both excellent games, and Oxenfree too coming out. That's right. I did see that. So it's a little strange. Because, you know, we haven't really seen Netflix make this type of acquisition. And we don't necessarily know how exactly they're going to bring it to us. Well, well, let me just read this. This comes from uh, The Verge. The Verge. That sounds dirty for Mm -hmm. some reason. It's like The Vicar. You stupid Verge. It's like an abbreviation for... Virgin, on the verge. But, oh, <laughs> or, yeah, well, okay. Phil. <laughs> we went different directions on that. Quote, one. <laughs> night school wants to stretch. <laughs> oh my God. Night school wants to stretch our narrative and design aspirations across distinctive original games with heart. Night school's Sean Crankle said in a statement. Great. His name is Crankle. We should have known. <laughs> Netflix gives film, TV, and now game makers an unprecedented canvas to create and deliver excellent entertainment to millions of people. Our explorations in narrative gameplay and Netflix's track record of supporting diverse storytellers with such a natural pairing. It felt like both teams came to this conclusion instinctively. So they're going to continue to work on Oxenfree 2, and they're also going to work on some new games, etc. Earlier this year, this is according to The Verge as well, Netflix hired Mike Verdu, formerly from EA and Oculus, to be in charge of its gaming efforts. And they're also currently testing games in the app, in the Netflix app. Uh, mobile app not like for your tv and what do you guys how do you envision obviously we haven't had almost any experience with netflix and games other than you know some people said that bandersnatch was a game but how do you envision netflix doing games um honestly we've been comparing game pass for maybe years at this point to netflix that's the easiest way to describe it is you're borrowing a game you're paying for a service I wouldn't be surprised if they saw the success of Game Pass and they would very closely model it after that. I mean, they already have an app set up. It sounds like they're already beginning to integrate. They're already on like every TV and game system in the world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's the install base for Netflix, right? Right. Imagine if even half of those people checked out a single game. Right. You know what I mean? Think of how much money's there. It's true. It sounds like it's going to be in, in, uh, in at least for now, included in your current subscription, though, too. More. So, so these aren't just them publishing games; they're actually going to play them through Netflix. I can't imagine Night School. That's the only way you're going to be able to play their games. I don't know if that's going to be the only way, but but they are publishing them. They're they're going to you know they're publishing right. them. They're they own them, uh, mm-hmm. but they are also going to allow you to play mm-hmm. through Netflix somehow. My brain just kind of figured they were the money, and now Night School could do more. I think that's that definitely an advantage. That's yeah. definitely a, or I don't know if it's an mm-hmm. advantage, but that's definitely a thing. It's a reality that they'll probably have more funding than just being an indie studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope they're on other platforms. I don't want to play video games through Netflix. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Why not? Why? Yeah, why? I'll probably have to buy another controller. I don't know. Maybe I can Bluetooth in. I, I don't know. You could just tap on your screen on your phone phil i don't like that yeah. phil has <laughs> has anything ever stopped you from getting another controller no all right no, not at all all right but i really like their <laughs> games and i i want the option to play it elsewhere anywhere you want yeah. Yeah. fair enough yeah. fair enough i would say if netflix is smart and they definitely appear to be 
they'll continue to allow games to be on other platforms. Mm-hmm. But hey, maybe not. I mean, we see lots of acquisitions where it's like, oh, surely Bethesda games will still be on PlayStation. <laughs> well, no, not so, so much. Gotcha good, you chicken fuckers. <laughs> Dave, uh, do you like Netflix? I like Netflix. Yeah, it's great. Do you want to play games on Netflix? If I was going to play a game on Netflix, I would want it to be a uh, simple story-driven narrative-based game like Oxenfree or After Party. So, well, that's Dave. That's actually really convenient. <laughs> that's very convenient. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I that, that I mean, if that's their plan, is to actually stream these these uh i don't know maybe they're just trying it out and and um a developer like like night school is is the perfect kind of company to make a game that you could actually stream through netflix with maybe you won't need a controller maybe you can just use a remote or something like that or or a phone app that connects to to your tv or something but um yeah i don't think that's it's it's that crazy to think that um, this is them sort of dipping their their toes into this total streaming sort of, uh, I don't know, gaming experience. So I'll be curious to see where they actually go with this. Yeah, and uh, honestly, whenever you said that, I was thinking about it in the sense of we would be getting new experiences or something that would be more akin to a traditional video game experience. But after thinking about it, what if they did like they did before and just made, you know, movie video game hybrid. They continued with that thread. What if they're not breaking into the gaming industry? They're breaking into an industry that doesn't really have much. Because they tried it with the one thing. What was that? Black Mirror? Yeah, it was Bandersnatch. Okay. Yeah, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Which was basically just a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. But imagine that expanded. You know what I mean? Like, Like, imagine that having a more meaningful impact towards the overall narrative, like more of a, I'm thinking more of like an until, until dawn fill in your own adventure type scenario. I could see that being cool. It's kind of what oxen free is though. Yeah. And I mean, you have choices on, you know, dialogue trees and, and, you know, things you do, you know, it's a lot like until dawn. It's just a more indie than until dawn. Gotcha. It, it's funny to me, Phil, that you said you don't want to play games on your phone or like whatever Mm -hmm. because the types of games i mean you obviously play a lot of different stuff yeah but like it seems like your favorite kind of genre is like yeah i try to walking simulator kind of thing like i need a i like a controller with buttons and right i've played life is strange on my phone and it just well i'm not saying you you, like you can hook up controllers to your phone you can and i actually looked um now that xbox lets you play pretty much anywhere i saw you know controllers and even they have like brackets you can put yeah. on your controller to hold your phone. So yeah. I might dabble with that. That would be okay. Right. But at the end of the day, I'd rather play it on my TV. Right. You know, well, I mean, you which can, I can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did buy one of those little holders, the brackets for my phone to attach to my controller mm-hmm. uh, with the intent of trying out xCloud or cloud gaming or whatever. Right, right. And uh, I thought the setup worked fine, but I still hate streaming. So that that's one thing I'm... And, and it's because of the types of games I like to play. Yeah. I'm really wondering if Netflix is intending on bringing games as downloadable, like to actually be able to download them and have them locally stored on your device, or if you're still going to have to stream them like you do movies. I mean, they have, they clearly have the infrastructure figured out for streaming. They can adjust the quality on the fly. They've, they've got all that stuff sorted. 
Uh, Dave, what's your experience with streaming games? Have you tried? I know you just got your Xbox. I assume you got your Xbox a lot, your Xbox Gold or whatever, whatever it's called now. Your Game Pass all loaded up. Have you tried the cloud streaming cloud game? No, I haven't. I haven't tried any um, cloud streaming, but I mean, we got to be getting closer to it being, um, you know, a a real and quality way to to play games because we're seeing so much investment in it. And like Netflix strength is the number of homes it's in via its streaming app. So whatever it's going to be doing with this, whatever its gaming initiative is going to be, has to be through that because you know, they can't suddenly say we have this new platform or this new other thing you have to go get because that's not how, like, they're not already in homes that way. They're, they're, they're sitting on everybody's smart TV or, you know, an app on the PlayStation or whatever. So, right. I'm, yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, but it's, I, I, you know, a couple of years ago, streaming was something that just didn't work, but I think we're getting closer to it being um, a significant, competitor in in the market and a lot of people have said that you know like playstation 5 xbox series x is probably the last time we're going to see a traditional console i hope that's not the case but i think streaming is is going to take a huge step forward and and people like netflix are going to be the ones who are going to push it there so um, the uh the funny thing is sorry to to, your your first question is have you tried it the the answer is no and i answered off the top but i just i don't have to yet like i i've got the boxes um but I will eventually. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say. I think the funny thing is that when the P, when when the PS4 and the Xbox One were coming out, all the the word then was this is gonna be the last time we see boxes. And then this time, I mean, I agree. You know, I've always I'm always like, yeah, that's probably true. And then this time, it's like PS5 and the series consoles are probably gonna be the last time we see boxes. And I'm like, okay, I don't. I don't know if we're ever going to not see boxes, honestly. I hope Maybe not. I love boxes. Yeah. They're, yeah they're, I love America. seeing the new ones. Yeah. And, and now we're getting new boxes halfway through console generation. So, yeah, and, you just know, they're just like, you love unboxing them and stuff and, and seeing them. And I still like looking at my PlayStation 5 and I've had it for, you know, coming up on a year now. Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Lots of boxes. Lots of boxes. Okay. One last thing about this Netflix thing. Currently they're pretty finicky and by they i mean playstation specifically are pretty finicky about you being able to play like for instance you can't get game pass on playstation at least not yet and it's because they want a piece of that pie right they don't want you to give your subscription to somebody else and granted you'd probably still they'd probably still get the 30 percent if you bought it through playstation or had your subscription or whatever do you think Netflix right now is offering something that, that Sony primarily doesn't. They certainly have offered movies and, and TV shows in the past for purchase or rent, but Netflix is going to be offering games. Is PlayStation going to kick? And I'm speaking about PlayStation because they're a little more closed-minded than Xbox, I feel like. Is PlayStation going to allow someone else's games that you already have a subscription to and they're not getting any revenue off of to be able to be played through their console? Here's here's my thing with that though. Did the Apple Epic rolling set a precedent for this sort of thing? Now it's not an exact parallel, but it has similar vibes. That's true. It has very similar vibes. Someone's not getting a piece of the pie they feel like they're entitled to. So when these big companies go up to bat, will they be willing to potentially put it in the court of law to figure this out? I mean, Epic was. Right. Why wouldn't Netflix? Because you know Sony's not going to want that. 
you know Sony's not going to no. want that. No. Oh, and just a quick update on that. I was going to bring this up later, but since you just brought it up, we talked about the Epic, uh, Epic, the Epic Apple thing. <laughs> They're Epic now one company sure. yes. acquisition. They uh, they bought each other. Purchased. <laughs> That's how you fix that. Yes. Uh, basically, Apple told Epic that Fortnite will not be able to be on the App Store until all of their uh, appeals have been exhausted so because they're appealing it. A long time. So it's probably going to be a while. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be a chunk of chains for both of them they're missing out on. But hey, got to fight the fight. Yeah, I was going to say, they are fighting the good fight. The sure. corporate overlords have to defeat the other corporate overlords. That's right. Eventually. So. To see who is King Dick. Yeah. Guys, what other things are there besides before we get into the horror movies or, or not horror movies horror games or games we've been playing or anything like that is there anything else that was in the news this week that you want to talk on or it doesn't even have to be this week just a topic that's on your mind if not that's fine we'll move on but just want to check in no i just saw they announced the um battlefield 2042 yeah um beta so i'm actually really looking forward to that um, I guess that's running October 6th through the 9th. So should be a good time. I'm definitely, definitely going to be checking that out. Yeah. Is it open uh, beta? That's a good question. Um, I think it's yep. closed. Is no, it no, open? no. No, yeah, yeah. It, it says open beta 6th through the 9th. So well, there we go. That's actually like in a fucking week. I have a code to play Halo this weekend. This oh, weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've decided I didn't want to play Halo until it was out because I wanted to actually. Well, first of all, I have so much else I want to play. Mm-hmm. But second of all, because I need to play it in its correct form, which yeah, hopefully it's yeah. in by the time I get to play it. Yeah. So but. I I'm I have to uh, I have strong feelings about betas, um, Go for it. especially Go when they're games that I'm like highly anticipating. I avoid them, um, yeah. not because I'm playing an unfinished version, but then the actual launch day excitement is very subdued. Because I've already kind of played it, and I, I just don't like robbing myself of that like day one yeah. experience. Um, so I'm there with you. I, I will. I I don't need to play a beta for Halo and probably Battlefield. I'll watch people play it on Twitch and stuff, but yeah, uh, I think I actively avoid them for that reason. I uh, made the correlation that I also have recently started not watching trailers for movies I already know I want to see, or if I don't know i want to see it i've like i well back when i was going to theaters whenever they were actually existing uh i would i was going a couple times and just being like "Mm, that poster looks cool i want to see that don't you miss those days i feel like that was more pre-internet too yeah absolutely when you couldn't watch any trailer as soon as it was released right i just i miss going to the theater seeing like a bunch of things listed there and saying i think i'll see that today yeah yeah you had to kind of go off of Maybe one commercial you saw or yeah. one preview from the last movie you saw. That was or like movie. Britney Spears is in this movie. So I'm seeing Crossroads tonight. Right. Like, I mean, we've all had that experience yeah. for sure. I, I sure that, have. I thought that a couple times, actually. You saw Crossroads twice? No, just oh. Britney Spears is in this. <laughs> I need to see this. Um, <laughs> That's a true story. Sounds very filthy. Yeah. Going back and watching, I think this was one of the worst offenders of this, um, where like a trailer showed way too much. Going back and watching Thor Ragnarok and thinking about what they showed in the trailer and like how much more of an impact like Hulk's first scene could have had if it wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. Just Mm. blew my mind. And I'm that, that alone makes me not want to watch trailers. Um, because, I don't know, they just show so much. And it's not like Hulk is going to be the thing to bring people into that movie. Exactly. Everyone was going to see it anyway. Yeah. 
we saw some trailer. I don't remember what it was the other day where they they reveal like who was murdered or something right in the trailer. Oh. And that's my wife was like, that seems like a pretty big reveal for a trailer. And uh, she's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. yeah. There was some game recently that I didn't watch the trailer, but a lot of people were complaining like Star after they Wars. played the game. Jedi Fallen Order. Was the Jedi TV Fallen spot Order. with Darth Vader? With, uh, Darth Vader? Uh, it wasn't that, but I do oh. remember that one. Being yeah, that big was too. big. That was stupid. And the problem is you get these people who are marketers who don't know the game, the games necessarily, and they're like, oh, well, we know that Darth Vader sells, so let's put him in the trailer. <laughs> so, you know, people will play it. And really, that's supposed to be like a, a cool surprise. Well, then sometimes just Mark Hamill decides to tweet the day after an episode of something he's in. Watch anything good last night? Yeah. And that's <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Because I hadn't watched it yet, Mark. I hadn't. Thanks, Mark. Mm-hmm. Nobody even likes you. Just be more like Harrison Ford and don't care about anything. You're I watched right. a movie the other night while I was working, so I was kind of like watching it in the background, but mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how I watch movies now. Um, Clint Eastwood's new movie is on the HBO uh, Max. The Macho, Cry Macho? Cry Macho or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I love Clint Eastwood, Yeah, and uh, I didn't know anything about it, and I was just like, oh, I'm putting this on, and uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it wasn't top-tier cinema or anything, but it was... I, I want to see it. it. I was going to go to the theater and see it, but just no time. Yeah. I have is it better that... than... El El Torino, El Camino. What's no, that? Uh, no, Grand Torino. That's, 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 that's maybe one of my favorite movie. movies of the Holy last hell. twenty years. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Why, Dave? Are you dissing on it? No, I was just wondering if it's better. The one he did before uh, his his last movie, I didn't like as much as Grand Torino. Um, yeah, the one with Bradley seems... Cooper in it was that the? Uh, no, it, it was, I think it was Robin Banks or something. I can't remember yeah. the name of it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. I he's just getting it. a bit too old. He's like 91 now. I know. And it's yeah. it didn't show as much in Gran Torino, but in the in the movie after that, I, I certainly felt like he he was getting there. But yeah, this new one that's definitely apparent, which, you know, maybe it's supposed to be. That's that's part of the character, I suppose. But it will uh inevitably you know, inevitably he won't be able to act anymore. And uh, I'm glad he's making a few last movies, even if they're not quite the, the the glory days. But yeah, I think everybody needs to know when it's time. I watched uh, Paint Your Wagon a month or two ago, which yeah. is like a musical that he was in, maybe <laughs> in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Nice. Yep. It's like a three hour long musical with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He's so, in a thruple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a true story. Yeah. Is there any other? Are there any other topics uh, related to video games that we want, that we want to discuss? <laughs> so, is anybody interested in New World? Because apparently, that's all you could watch on Twitch today. I don't know. If, no, I no. retweeted something to try to win a code for it, but oh, nice! I won't buy. I'm Dave. I'm in, to answer your question. I'm interested, but I'm so there's so many other games that I need or want to play that i and partially because like i edit podcasts where they do spoiler cast and i want to play those games before they spoil them for me because i don't have the choice not to listen to them since i'm editing them so like there's so many other games i want to play that i just haven't don't know if i have time so i want to play new world but also i'm like do i have the time i don't know i wonder if the 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 big uh, the big boys in the industry are, are taking notice because I was reading somewhere today that it was uh, the biggest PC release of the year and it's an Amazon Game Studio game. Yeah. Uh, and it's their first big one, I guess. 
The first big um, one they haven't canceled, yes. Yeah. So, and it looks like a quality MMO. Like it, it's right. It's different. It's it's. Um, it got kind of review bombed today on Steam just because people were complaining about servers and stuff. But that just comes with popularity of a, right. a game like that on day one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's hope we see more quality stuff from Amazon because they can pour a lot of money and a lot of quality products. So yeah, that's. I really don't want more Lord of the Rings cinematic content but the fact that amazon has got their wallet behind the lord of the Rings series that's coming up i'm like okay i'm here for that the quality production is always going to be something i'm going to at least experience once Mm -hmm. boys let's talk about dave i think it was dave had this idea to talk about some of our favorite horror games and i'll even expand that a little bit to games you feel like you should play in the fall because it is, we're moving into fall, and uh, it's going to be horror season. And so, I personally am not a big horror gamer, and I was making—I made the joke earlier that all of the horror games I have played have been my favorite horror games because I have played so few. But let's start it off, Dave. Since it was your idea, why don't you start off with one? Uh, it's funny. I suggested this. I do not play many horror games at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is gonna be. <laughs> um, but the uh, the one that came to mind is is i don't know if it's a weird one but um bloodborne scared the shit out of me um the thing about bloodborne is it's it's a from game so me being bad at video games it being a game where you have to be really good at it i was always or already on edge about dying or something jumping out at me and killing me instantly and then you mix in like the the gothic horror theme and and how well they did it in that game and i don't know if it's out out and out like a a horror game like you know a resident evil game or something like that but that game really had some shit that that scared me i think about like the blood star beast and that thing was just grotesque to look at and and the one that really sticks with me is vicar amelia yeah oh yeah because of that sound she made which just like I, I'm pretty sure I had nightmares about that. Just, just the noise and like the wailing she makes when you're fighting her. It's just, and there were so many little moments like that in the game. And, and uh, yeah, so again, Bloodborne, not like a horror game, but definitely, uh, you know, a, a game that um, scared the crap out of me and, and made me uncomfortable in more ways than one. It's so. the right time of year for it, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, you're up. So probably my favorite horror game of all time is Condemned Criminal Origins. Okay. I don't know if you guys played that. Um, nope. Came out early 2000s. I think my mom actually got it for me for my birthday one year. Just bought me this video game without checking into it or asking me what I wanted. And um, turned out to be a great. It's, it's a first person, not necessarily a shooter. It's it's more of a, an investigative game where you're investigating a bunch of crimes and you really get... Um, uh, into the nitty gritty, but there's these birds that just always keep flying out at you. You have to collect these crows and different things, and there's just some really uh, tense moments that that kind of uh, shook me for a while. But that that was a great game. They made a sequel that I never actually finished. I started playing it, but it was I think she got me both at the same time, so it was just a lot all at once. But um, great, great detective horror game. Yeah, uh, was condemned. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was a. Uh, Man, I've been wanting to revisit that. I haven't played that in a long time. Probably been a solid 10, 15 years, but it's stuck with me ever since. Brandon? 
Well, there's two that I got in my mind right now. Well, we're, of, I, I don't know what everybody else was planning on, but I was thinking like we do a few until we're all like, yeah, we say a bunch. let yeah. me just, let me just pay respects to one of the best and scariest in the day games of all time. Slender, the arrival, Oh, the original. I, um, this was a game that terrified me legitimately. Um, I remember playing this game and just being so freaked out and it didn't even necessarily need to be complex to be scary. And I think that was one of the most fun things about it. Um, it really played with, you know, your sense of vision and what you could see. Everyone knows what Slenderman is at this point, but in the day, man, there was nothing like Slenderman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) And honestly, one of my favorite memories of all time is, showing that game to Dustin's dad okay, and um, him just having absolutely no reaction to any of it was one of the most baller things that has ever happened um, with Dustin's dad and me. Um, <laughs> he but, has no reaction to anything. Yeah. I just like something scary would happen and there'd be like a loud jump scare noise or something. And he would just like blank stare wow. straight into the screen. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, man, um, just one of the originals. There's honestly not a whole lot of substance to even talk about the game. It was just overall terrifying. I mean, there's some lore there, but just honestly a pioneer on what you could do with so little. Right. Because it was just a creepy idea and, you know, all you had was the flashlight. Yeah. So that's all you could do. Um, you just got to collect them pages, but. Hmm. Nice. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, For me, I don't even know if this game is a horror game, but it scared me, so I'm going to talk about it. And every time I even think about it, it scares me. You know the the series, the book series, and soon to be an Amazon series, I think, uh, The Wheel of Time, based off Robert Jordan's books. Uh, there was a, a game early 2000s that came out of the Wheel of Time and I booted that game up and the first scene is in like, I don't know, almost medieval or gothic type architecture and it's dark and there's thunder and there's spooky sounds and stuff. And I remember as a kid and probably still today if I tried it again, it just absolutely scared the shit out of me. And part of the reason I don't play a lot of horror or watch a lot of horror is because I always thought until recently when i was talking to my friend jimmy that the the point of horror is to scare you and he was like no the point of horror is to entertain you i'm like oh okay now i can look at it differently but like my problem was uh just never really got scared by horror stuff and so i didn't like it but this game 
terrified me. Damn. And it was just the ambiance, the environment. I'd like to actually go and play it now and experience what the game really is. Because I think I never made it more than an hour into that game without crying. Probably. <laughs> so uh, I'll start off the next round. And this one is uh, a little bit of a, a different turn. It's a it's a VR game. And um, I think most most of us have checked it out until Dawn Rush mm. of Blood. Yeah, it's less it's less of a horror game and more of like a gore scary game. But it's a it's a VR game. It's on rails and you're going through like these creepy haunted houses. And of course, the, the horror impact is impacted or is uh, exacerbated by the fact that it's in VR, which makes yeah. everything a little bit scarier. Ooh, right. And uh, you're just like shooting hanging pigs and creepy I always think of those pigs. And, That's the first thing I think of. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. yeah. So that's another one that it's more jump scarier uh horror than like scare like you know fear for your life horror yeah but uh man if you haven't played that game and you're not afraid to be startled that's a good one it's yeah, a game that i thought was going to be just a gimmick and i had yeah. a lot of fun with it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. dude i'm gonna go next because i kind of want to piggyback off what you said because i want to nominate the original until dawn absolutely oh, yeah. um i think the reason that that game is so scary is because it had the framework of a very scary yes. original concept um that game there there has been very few experiences in video games that i've had that have been quite like the first time i ever played until dawn yeah and that summer i played it i played it three times in a week nothing quite like it man um the way that game you know sometimes you get wrapped up with the illusion of choice but that game made it feel a little bit above what you typically feel in that sort of game um, and the real life consequences of what happened right before you, you know, you miss a quick time event and someone gets their fucking head dropped off or, oh, yeah. you, you know what I mean? It just added some stakes and the way that game shifts from being at first such a strange, creepy feeling to then such a strange paranormal. I don't know what the fuck's going on type feeling. It has like a shift in the game and it's so masterful that it in one package is somehow you know encompass two different kinds of scary you know the first part of the game i'm i'm at the edge of my seat first time playing it through what's gonna happen this is weird in a certain way it's weird in a someone's trying to break into my house kind of way and the second half of the game is more like what creature is this you know what i mean but it's completely different right it's cool yeah so i tried to play until dawn uh with my wife and my wife just isn't a video game person so she didn't really she didn't get into it the same way that I wanted to get into it. And I never right. finished it, but it's always a game that I wanted to go back to because people speak so incredibly highly of it. So. Yeah. Uh, let's just keep working then backwards. Uh, Phil, you're up again. Well, that was my next pick. So I'll go to eternal darkness, oh. which I think I've talked about a little bit in the yeah. past, but that game was just kind of groundbreaking. I mean, it would, it would not just mess with you in the game, but it messed with you in the real world too. Like it had you, you know, just thinking your controller was unplugged or, you know, just kind of really breaking that fourth wall and, and kind of doing things that I'd never seen probably before or since. Um, it was a great game. A lot of fun. They they tried to kickstart a sequel, I think, and it just didn't didn't get the the love that it needed to, to see light of day. But Eternal I've, Darkness on GameCube was was brilliant. I've heard a lot about that game, but I've never been able to experience it. It's tough to find now. I mean, yeah. you can find it. But you're going to pay for it. Probably 100 bucks for it just right. because. I was stupid enough, traded it in at that point in life, you know. Right. I uh, trade in the game you just beat to get something new. Right, right. You don't yeah. realize the value, but I, right. I would 
I didn't even realize it was a, any kind of horror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Cool. Yep. Dave, you're up again. Um, I played this on stream a uh, year and a half ago. Um, Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the fact that I was playing it on stream, like I played the game from start to finish over the course of two or three streams. And I think the fact that I was playing it on stream actually made it worse because I knew other people were watching me. Um, but uh, I grew up, uh, or I don't know how old I was when the movie came out, but I was old, or at what I wasn't old enough to not know to not believe my stupid ass friends when they tried to convince me that it was an actual real like found footage movie and everything you see in the movie actually happened and stuff so i for a while i thought everything i saw in the player which was actually real and they put it in like theaters and yeah um so yeah i i had memories of that that kind of movie growing up and being lost in a forest and weird shit happening and um yeah, so playing that game, and it, I, I thought it was a great game. Um, yeah, because it, it scared the crap out of me, and it's it's it was recorded. You can see it, and I was genuinely scared a number of times, um, especially when your fiance or now, your now wife uh, terrified you, like scared yeah. the crap out of you, and stuck up on you. And that's because my one of my friends was watching me stream it, and his wife texted my now wife and said, "Go upstairs, cover your hair or your face <laughs> with your hair." and scare David so we can all see it. So they watched her on camera creep up behind me and scare me. But um, yeah, Blair Witch Project was, was, I really liked that game and it it was, it was genuinely scary. So nice. It's on game pass, isn't it? I've been, yeah, that's where I played it out. Yeah. 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 I want to play that for sure. All right. You want to do one more round each? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dave, go again. Um, Oh, I didn't know you were going to come back to me so quick. Um, Sorry, I can go again. Yeah, you go. You go again. I need. All right, then we'll come back to you. Uh, my next one is especially relevant because the remaster is coming out soon. That's Alan Wake, one of the first games that I played on my 360 when I got it because a buddy of mine insisted that I do so. And I have to say that when I first played it, I was like, "Okay, this is a fine game." It wasn't until the second time I played it, which was very shortly thereafter, actually, because there was something about it that kept telling me to come back. I was like, this is a great, spooky, fall horror mystery game that just like there's so many twists and turns in it and so many like the the audio cues are just right. And the way the lighting works in that game is amazing. And so I'm really excited for the remaster. I don't want to talk about it too much because it is like basically going to be a new release for an entire new generation of people. So I don't want to like spoil anything, but it's just, uh, I can't speak highly enough of that game. It got me into that genre and, uh, really was the first game. Was that remedies first game or was it just the first game of theirs? I played either way. Probably the first Max Payne was out. Way Max Payne was that, out. Yeah. Oh, then never mind. I played Max Payne before yeah. that. Oh man, Max Payne could have been on this list, but, uh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, but anyway, Alan Wake is just a phenomenal game. And then, you know, the the sequel or the the, the partial addition to it uh, was great. And I'm just really hoping that after this remaster, and hopefully it does well, that they are able to do another one. A lot of times things I used to, like that I loved a long time ago, I don't always want to see come back in a different form. Mm-hmm. But with video games, for whatever reason, if they're done right, it's, it's just, I mean, it's just as good. It feels just the same. Uh, 
whereas movies a lot of times i don't feel like i'm like oh, we don't need another one of these but i'm i'm really excited for the potential of alan wake in the future yeah yeah i'm excited to play that for the first time oh you've never played it i have not oh wow yep that's uh one of the few games by them i haven't touched yeah yeah dave are you good or you need phil to go yeah i i got one um right. again i don't know that it's purely horror this is a horror game but i i had a a pretty interesting experience with uh, the original The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. That game is so intense. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the scene, um, I guess we're out of spoiler territory, territory now because it's been out so long. I'd say so, but just um, in case. Those, okay, spoiler ahead. alert. Um, you meet that uh, that guy and his younger brother. And then uh-huh. uh, yeah. partway through, the kid gets bit, and then the older brother like shoots himself or something. Yeah, uh-huh. I sh- I had to shut off the game then. Like it just got too much for me. Yeah, yeah was, and was- I had to give myself a week before I went back to it. I actually had a nightmare about it that night. Um, but yeah, it's that game, real. it's real. Yeah, That's yeah what, it's real. The scariest yeah. things are things that could actually happen. I think. But that that moment yeah. is where I actually just like I was too disturbed and I was too unsettled and I actually just had to stop playing for a little bit. Um, and yeah, I love the game, but <laughs> right, right, it was just and you know the, the 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 clicker thing was just such a unique use of audio that we hadn't really seen before in games like. Yep. Obviously, we've seen like the zombie groans and all that kind of stuff, but this was like enough of a unique twist where it really made it stand out. Um, so yeah, The Last of Us, again, like Bloodborne, while not a purely horror game, um, certainly gave me that like that really un- unsettling form of entertainment. Um, literally, to a point where I had to turn it off. <laughs> Have you played it again since then? No, no, I okay. did finish it, but I didn't. I yeah, didn't have yeah, to go yeah. back and replay it. I just was wondering if you had a similar reaction the second time or anything, no, but no. that'd be interesting to know. Nice, that's a good. I the last there was, I realized as I was like trying to think of some games that I've played more games that pe- most people would consider horror. Uh, I usually think of horror as like the jump scary, you know, phasmophobia type stuff, but horror can definitely be a lot of different things, and I think just like eerie can be. Uh, a good way to describe horror too. Yeah. Yeah. Phil. So I think the scariest game I've ever played is doom three. Oh, wow. Um, you know, that game just terrified the hell out of me. Um, the jump scares in that, like, like probably not a traditional horror game. Um, but man, it was like a, a the perfect haunted house game. So I guess it is a horror game. They yeah. should have just not scared called it doom. The hell, I know. They should have just not called it doom. That's probably true, it, but it was, it was so good and so terrifying that that's a game I had to take a break from. Yeah. Um, you know, you're playing that. I think I I had a setup in my basement at the time, and it was dark and creepy, and there's probably mice running around down there anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to take a break from that from time to time. Uh, very scary. Very scary. Nice. So. Brandon. Um, I think you guys are onto something with the non-traditional horror, but I think something that's so great about games is they can capture all these elements at once. Yeah. And I think the horror and the scariness of this game has worn off just simply due to the amount of times that I've played it. But remembering the first time I ever played the first Bioshock. Oh, man. And oh, yeah. All of the intrigue. I yep. mean, even just, you know, how legendary is the first scene? Yeah. You're instantly captivated. You're instantly wondering what's going on and then being stuck 
in the submarine after viewing the ocean, right? And you just don't know what's going on. You have these weird zombie type people running at you with claws. You got these big ass fucking submarine ass guys with little girls. It's just weird and it's mysterious. And I think that, you know, a lot of games have these creepy aspects that don't even necessarily have to be a game like Outlast where you're getting chased and it's truly, truly terrifying. Outlast was Trish. Yeah. I, you know, honorable mention. Yeah. I didn't play it, so I didn't really want to talk about it. But Outlast was one of the games that I literally, I don't think I could play that game. Hmm. It is just too scary for me. Like, your only way to see is night vision yep. camera and your batteries run out frequently. They sure do. It and guess what? Guess what you can do, Phil? What's that? You can run away. You can. That's what you can do. And you better. Terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Outlast one and two. I've heard nothing but good things, but I'm too much of a wimp, apparently. <laughs> All right. So those are some of our favorite horror or at least fall or like, you know, games with scary elements or whatever. Whatever horror means to you. Uh, let us know in our Discord over at handsomephantom.com slash Discord some of your favorite horror games. See, originally I was going to go with Dead or Alive Volleyball, but I misunderstood <laughs> what Dave said, oh, and it was horror oh, games. Oh, so oh. I I had to put a new list together once we got started. Hey, yeah, listen, yeah. if there's need, if there's a desire in the Discord, we can make it happen. <laughs> um, Leisure suit Larry, maybe. Dude, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Brandon and I have talked a lot the last few weeks uh, when we've been alone here cuddling in the room mm-hmm. together about what we've been playing. So we'll just briefly talk about anything we've been playing new. And then I want to hear from Phil and Dave, because I know they've both been playing uh, a decent amount of new stuff. I personally have been playing a lot more Deathloop, and I'm really, really enjoying it. I won't belabor that, because Brandon and I have talked about it the last two weeks. Um, But gotten a lot further than that. And then I just booted up Kenna and played like the first hour of it. I haven't gotten any further. I just wanted to like... Yeah, it looks amazing. I just wanted to like see it it really is what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. uh brandon what about you yeah i um i platinum death loop nice so that's done and gone nice um excellent excellent game very achievable platinum um the best type of platinums are ones that are fun and don't feel like a chore yeah so if you're interested get the plat it's a lot of fun um this game came out of nowhere we've talked about it last week i'm not going to beat a dead horse but just check it out man it's so cool it's so cool. It's tight. The story is cool. Nice. The environments are awesome. Check and it's it out. probably the only Microsoft Studios game you can ever platinum. Yeah. So how about that? One, one of two at most. Suck at Xbox. Suck I'm, at Xbox. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm not. Yeah. But I am. Maybe. Anything that's, else? That's it. Okay. That's literally all I've been playing. Um, Actually, you know what? Let me just say this, because this is a little bit in the creepy realm. I re-downloaded Control uh-huh. now that it has 60 frames oh. per second on PS5. Yeah. Um, I don't think I still like the game. Yeah. I think it's still... I don't want to say it's bad. It does not resonate with me at all. Um, yeah. It's right up my alley, and it should resonate with me. Right. But the way they've done it has been so... <sighs> boring. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I it's, like Control, but it's my least favorite Remedy game. Yeah, yeah. Just the intro, the way the cutscenes are, the way the player dialogue is. It's just been so uninteresting so far, and I've wanted to play a high, high-tier, high high-caliber game. I think God of War, Platinum and God of War has ruined me, because since yeah. then, I've like held games to a weird standard where I want them to be like everything I want, 
and so many games fall short of that. But that's all I've been playing. Um, so, boys, Dave, you're up. Um, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of different stuff. I I got my hands on one of them Xbox Series S's and re re upped my my Game Pass Ultimate for thirteen ninety nine Canadian dollars a month. Nice. And yeah, so I'll start with the bad. There's a little game. Um, that I was really excited about. We saw it at PAX East 2020. Um, Recompile. Isn't it trash? Man. I hated it. Man. I. Uh, it's too bad because um, I liked what I saw from the story. Um, I really wanted to kind of see where it went. Um, I thought the music was great. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, but the platforming is absolutely awful um all the environments are so dark uh it's not intuitive or designed in a way to make you know where you're supposed to be going and it just i looked at some of these levels and i just thought i i'm not even gonna bother so um good thing it was free (laughs) (laughs) i hate Um, to say it was trash because i feel like that's that's harsh but i agree with everything you just said in a much better way than i said it (laughs) yeah um so so yeah i mean moving on from that uh what else i've been playing uh the other game i was really looking forward to which luckily i'm i'm absolutely loving is the ascent uh also on game pass 13.99 canadian a month um (laughs) it's man that game is fun it is stupid fun it's um Top-down action RPG, cyberpunk themes, uh, crazy good music. Um, just it's it's so much fun. Uh, yeah. Just great to you know run around, shoot stuff. It's it's like Doom level music. Good, like w- when the action really picks up. Um, it's absolutely insane. So yeah, I'm really loving the ascent. Some of the mission design stuff is a little bit weird, and I think they made the open worlds a little bit too big. Um, but other than that, it's it's just great to jump in and play. And I would really love to play a co-op. So if any of you guys pick it up, uh, hit me up. Because uh, Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I might play it, be willing to play it now. I was going to play it when it released, and I just knew there were so many bugs. And I think a lot of them have been addressed now. So I think this is probably a good time to play it. So I'm playing solo, but um, I haven't run into a single bug um, awesome. since yeah. I've been playing. So, good. so yeah. Um, and then I, 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 I think I love Gears of War. Um, nice. I, I started playing Gears of War 5 again just because I wanted to see how it ran on the Series S. And I absolutely love that game. So um, I'm only a couple hours in. I've already beaten it before, but uh, I'm probably going to play through the campaign again and then start the High Buster stuff because I've never actually played that. Um, so yeah. And then lastly, I'm playing this game that we haven't really talked much about on this podcast, but uh, Sea of Thieves. Have you oh, guys okay. heard of it? Yeah, I've heard <laughs> of it. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Is that like a fishing I mean, sim please, or something like that? please don't um, it's actually a, a four-man band simulator uh, <laughs> you, you can get uh someone on the tankard uh someone on the banjo the what about the poop deck the tankard is something you drink out of yeah that's right it, i like it, to go starboard it, into the poop deck it plays an equal role in the acoustics band. okay yeah. So Dave, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm a, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it anymore. But uh, I would like you to talk about it more. It I've been playing on my own and just having such a great time. And I, I I'm already thinking of it as like a relaxation game. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but it's just so great how like 
it's just designed so well to sort of lure you in solo and then say, you can have a great time on your own, but this would be so much fun and things would be so much easier with just one or two more people. Because like you're sailing along and you're like, I need to check my map. So I got to leave the wheel for a second and go down to the map and check that. But if I was playing with one more person, then we can kind of like coordinate that. And like, if I had another person, I could, you know, carry more cargo from the ship to the, to the, you know, the quest giver, all that kind of stuff. So, right. But yeah, that man, that game is so charming and so fun and I'm really having a good time with it so far. So, so yeah. And when you say it's funny when you say it's relaxing because all I do is sweat in that game because I'm just yes, out. That game stressed me out, but uh, I played it alone most of the time. Right. I just destroy, I just try to destroy everyone I see. So I, <laughs> I think I've been playing alone too. Stressed. Like, yeah, so yeah. what I was doing was I was going into friends only, which uh-huh. I thought just meant like there was other people in the world, but, uh, randoms couldn't join your crew. Right. But I think I'm actually playing in a server completely alone. Um, oh, so yeah, I, I got to try it like, the way it's supposed to be played with. I didn't which know is, that was a thing. So if it is, that's, that's cool. maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anyone yet. Okay. Like when nice. I play that way. So yeah, um, that would be a lot less stressful by yourself because then people can't come and right. Do what you do. And right. Yeah. <laughs> and take the ship. And, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been playing, enjoying my Xbox series S and, and nice. uh, yeah. Cool. Philip. Well, I'll just, uh, kind of, segue into that with uh, my xbox experience lately i booted up the xbox series x to also play a game pass game so i've been i've been playing a lot of skatebird um (laughs) and i'm not joking and for some reason me and my wife will just sit there and watch this stupid bird fall off the skateboard and flop around like a dead fish and laugh our asses off and that's been some of the most fun (laughs) i've had in a long time uh, she does not watch me play video games, but every time Skatebird pops up, she wants to see what this little bird's going to try to do and fail, and then uh, just fall. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Phil, do you think Skatebird's a good game? Absolutely not. Okay, good. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not a, even remotely close to a good game. So, for anybody who doesn't know, I I, I joke around with Phil because I used to really admire <laughs> Phil's <laughs> Phil's opinions on movies. I thought, like, man, Phil knows good movies. He ha- he likes good movies. And uh-huh. then one day he told me. Tag. This is the tag story. About Tag and Jumanji. <laughs> and Jumanji. He told me Jumanji's that they, still fine. they were both some of the best movies he had seen that year. And I went and saw them on his recommendation. And I, I mean, Jumanji was fine. It was exactly what I expected it to be. And Tag, I didn't like. And if, if, in fairness, if I watch it again, it'd be one thing. But I thought it was going to be like a film movie, like a, a highbrow comedy movie. And it was just trash. So now anytime. <laughs> so and now I also knew that that Skatebird has been getting trashed <laughs> in the media. And I thought, if it's Phil likes so this bad. game, I no longer can admire his no. gaming no. opinions either. No. Okay, Just It's not long... even as good as like the Disney skateboard game from a while ago. You remember that Disney skate where you play as like Buzz Lightyear skateboarding around? No. Um, okay. I think that was on the GameCube. Um, but yeah, so I played, played some skateboard and then um, I had real games to play also. So right. I've been playing through the first few chapters of Life is Strange. Um, Wait. You yep. said real games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk much about that. I'm enjoying it. Good. It sucked me in like they all do. There's yeah. a lot of emotional pull and it just, you know. A lot of empathy. A lot of empathy. More empathy than you would actually imagine. Wow. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I won't get too much into it. <laughs> okay. Everyone hates it but me, but I'm having a great time with that. <laughs> the story's good. I've cried already. It's fine. Good. Um, good. I finished uh, Alien Fireteam Elite. Oh, did you? Uh, there's a lot of end game stuff though. Like there's a horde mode afterwards, and 
you uh, get like weekly, monthly missions that you can complete and get more, you know, yeah, stats and whatever and get cosmetic things. Uh-huh. And I think to, to really get all the achievements, you're going to have to probably replay the game multiple times and really build up your your stats. Nice. So I, I want to keep playing that. But now that I've kind of gone through the campaign and done some of the horde stuff, I need to probably put it down for a little bit. Um let me think what else. I've also picked up Lost Judgment. I've been playing through that uh, first probably hour, hour and a half. Um, it's everything you would expect from like a Yakuza Judgment series game. Right. Um, if you like the first one, I think this one's just going to be more of that. Uh, it sounds like from things I've read prior to that the studio really listened to what people liked from the first game, didn't like from the first game, and tried to to really put together a game that, that the fans are going to love. So. Um, I expect that to be pretty close to my, it's my a, game of the year game. It's like year. a detective game, right? It is. So it's, Lost it's, Judgment just makes me feel like you're bad. You're like you're bad at being a detective, not like a Mr. Magoo type. Yeah, we'll see why. I mean, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, because like the, the, you know, there's a lot of tailing people. So if you if you lose the tail, right? Um, you know, you pretty much have to start over. So so Phil, if I didn't yeah. play Judgment, will I be lost playing Lost Judgment? Probably. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um. It, it, there's probably some story beats and like they just assume that you know the characters like right off the bat right. so yeah if you care about the story at all you, the gameplay's whatever it's detective work and then it's just yakuza beat them up type, right you know combat but yeah you'll, you'll miss a lot from the story of the first game nice yeah cool um let's see what else what else what else i feel like there's uh there's more but that's probably the brand. I have Tales of Arise. I haven't booted that up yet. Um, oh, Ghost of Tsushima. I finally got my PS5 copy, and I've been uh, I'm a few hours into that. Boy, does it look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a gorgeous game. Um, I never finished it on PS4, so I just decided to start all over again, and I'm very happy that I did. Nice. Yeah. I I'm really debating right now about ghost a little bit like i loved ghost and i kind of want to play it again but i you know there's so much out right now that i want to play the other thing right now is death stranding i put a good 30 hours into death stranding and just like kind of just lost time for it and decided i didn't want to play it anymore and now that the update's out i'm like man do i really want to play it again i know i can't i i wanted to because i haven't played it yeah but i also have hot wheels unleashed and oh my god the world war z like, yeah. uh yeah did you get hot wheels unleashed i i pre-ordered it i just i haven't got it yet i ordered it on amazon once we uh you've been having bad luck with that yeah yeah well i've mostly from gamestop so okay i just pre-ordered it from okay. amazon yeah yeah boys i think that's all there is a little bit of a non-traditional episode but hopefully folks still enjoyed it you know all four of us here doesn't happen very often but uh it might happen more might happen more now that's yeah. absolutely true yep yeah so anything else guys no no i help uh, i like saw your head shake out of the corner of my eye but i was like is he gonna say a word but he didn't <laughs> no that, that's it all right cool. that's it yep. all right dudes well uh thanks everybody for listening this has been the hp podcast remember you can support us over on patreon if you like we appreciate it if you do and if you don't we still appreciate you for listening we'll talk to you next week bye bye the hp podcast and handsomefandom.com are supported by our proud patrons over at patreon 
If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Adaholic, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavallero, Jason Canham, and Kevin Lucas.